0: What's up guys, it's Ollie from History Profiles, and today's video will be about a fanatical priest who was responsible for the death of thousands. I will be taking you to 15th century Spain, where the Spanish Inquisition was taking place. Now to put it plainly, the aim of the Spanish Inquisition was to maintain Catholic orthodoxy in the kingdom, and it seems this was done by any means necessary, but more on that later. Religious trials would take place accusing many Catholics of heresy, and this would result in thousands being consumed by flames. It was a time of evil, scaremongering, and death. The man behind this madness was Thomas de Torquemada, and this is his story. First, let's have a look at his early life. Thomas was born in 1420 in the Kingdom of Castile. He came from a family of converts, as his ancestors were originally Jews. His uncle Juan was a cardinal, and no doubt a young Thomas would have looked up to his uncle, as the whole family would speak of his ascension to one of the highest ranks of the Catholic clergy, as he would be the man who put their family on the map. So from a young age, Thomas would try to imitate his uncle and follow in his footsteps, so he would enter the San Pablo Dominican Monastery, at a very young age. It was noted that he was obsessive about the Catholic faith and would earn a reputation around the monastery for learning, piety and his seriousness. The superiors in the monastery would soon notice this and then would promote him to a prior of the monastery of Santa Cruz. During this time in his new role, he would have an opportune moment and he would meet the young princess Isabella. The two would get along and Thomas would become her personal priest and mentor. For years, Thomas would serve as her regular confessor and personal advisor in many matters. He would eventually attend her coronation in 1474, and would remain her closest ally and fiercest supporter. He even advised her to marry King Ferdinand of Aragon, and would also become his confessor. Thomas had now lined everything up, and it was finally his time to taste power. He may have realised he wouldn't be a cardinal like his uncle, but he could also preside over something which was of grand importance to him, the life and death of possible heretics who lived in Spain. Thomas was terrified that the presence of other religions would have an effect on Spain, and thought the people of those other religions were a threat to his Catholic ideology. Thomas would make his voice heard to both Queen Isabella and King Ferdinand. They in turn, would petition to the Pope for a request to administer an Inquisition in Spain. The Pope granted their request, and everything Thomas had dreamt of was now in motion. The Pope appointed Thomas as Grand Inquisitor of Spain, and he would oversee the Inquisition over the whole country. Now, the point of the Spanish Inquisition was to rid Spain of heresy. In this case, heresy is a belief or opinion contrary to the Catholic doctrine. Therefore, anyone else who practised any other religion was guilty of this. However, the Inquisition had no jurisdiction over Jews and Muslims, or any other open members of other religions. The Inquisition just had the authority to try those who self-identified as Christians, and practice other religions in secret, and if discovered, they would be executed. Now, when the Inquisition began... Thomas would use a method of deception to get the names of possible heretics. After Sunday Mass, Thomas would send one of his inquisitors to read an edict of grace. This would outline possible heresies and encouraged everyone present to come to a tribunal of the inquisition to relieve their consciousness from their sins. People would attend to try and seek forgiveness and reconcile with the church but they had just self-incriminated themselves. The trickery of Thomas was effective, and many people would voluntarily present themselves to the Inquisition, but little did they know, they would be heavily pressured to inform on others who they thought had committed an offence, read from the Edict of Grace. They would become the Inquisition's first informers, who were told if they gave names, they wouldn't endure severe punishment. Thomas's main targets were the Marranos, who were Jews who claimed to have converted to Christianity, but secretly still practised the Jewish faith. Incentivized and irrational, those who had been tricked gave the names to the Inquisitors, and the named would be sought after and arrested. Once the named person was found, they would be arrested and their property would be seized and used to pay for procedural expenses... Many families would become destitute, and would live in misery and poverty. Months or years could pass without the person knowing why they had been imprisoned. Prisoners remained isolated, and many were driven to madness. Torture was also involved in trying to extract information from prisoners, but there were rules regarding the torture. Thomas was not allowed to maim, mutilate, draw blood, or cause any permanent damage to the inmate. Torture was also only allowed to last up to 15 minutes. So, he would implement the use of waterboarding, which consisted of putting a cloth in the mouth of a victim and then forcing them to ingest water poured from a jar, giving the victim a sensation of drowning. He also used the rack, in which limbs were slowly pulled apart, causing much pain and injury. If a victim confessed, that would be used in evidence and they would be tried based on that evidence. The most serious punishment was burning at the stake. The execution was public. If the condemned repented, they would be shown mercy by being strangled to death before being burned. If not, they were burned alive. However, after being found guilty at trial, it seemed the heretics had to endure one more humiliation. They would go to an auto de fer, which was a public ritual of penance. The ceremony of penance began with the prisoners, who would wear a San Benito, which was a garment decorated with devils and flames, used to identify them as heretics. An all-night vigil would then take place, with many prayers being recited. The prisoners were then taken outside the city walls, to a place called the gemadero. Their sentences would then be read out, Prisoners who were acquitted would fall to their knees, but those condemned would be punished. The first auto fe took place on the 6th of February, 1481, and six people were burned alive. They were the first of many. Thomas would also use a network of spies to continue with his inquisition, and travelled all around the country with 50 armed knights and 200 soldiers for protection. He was also the guiding hand that allowed a decree to be passed that led to 40,000 Jews being expelled from Spain. Thomas soon became known as the Hammer of Heretics, the Light of Spain, and the Saviour of his country. He would relish over his new power and how he had made this all happen. He was the puppet master behind all the Inquisitors, pulling all the strings and being responsible for the tactics that would lead to the death of thousands after years of being grand inquisitor it is said that thomas had overseen the death of well over 1000 people and would attend many of the auto de Fez and the subsequent burning of heretics after a while people realized thomas's insane cruelty and many clemency petitions were sent to rome highlighting the severity of thomas's methods the Pope would appoint Thomas with four assistant inquisitors, with the reason being him needing help due to his health being in decline. However, it is widely believed that he did this as he was getting far too many complaints and sent the assistants with instructions to try and control Thomas's excessive zeal and insane methods. In 1494, Thomas retired and went to live in a monastery, but still didn't relinquish his title. He re-emerged in 1498, where he held his last assembly, where new rules were formulated to ensure the Inquisition would continue, as that was his legacy. Thomas died after being the Grand Inquisitor for 15 years, in September 1498. Thomas was no doubt a complete fanatic. The Catholic religion was everything to him, and he intended for all of Spain to follow it traditionally and perfectly, or they would suffer humiliating and dire consequences. His obsession with his religion led him to become erratic, and this resulted in him revolutionising torture methods. Thomas's quest to eliminate heresy turned him into an evil man, responsible for the torture and death of over a thousand people. A man of the church thought his actions were noble even though they involved the unjust execution of so many? Can good intentions, with an immeasurable passion for something, lead you down the road to evil? Or was Thomas always power-hungry, and just waiting for his time in a position of influence to cast down a reign of terror? Let me know your thoughts in the comment sections down below. If you enjoyed the video, make sure to like, subscribe and share, and hit that bell notification. Anyway, I'll see you all next week for another History Profile.